that okay? I need to grab your attention today for a little while. Amen. Praise God. We're going to just be talking to you just for a few moments. Won't be very long. Amen. But there's some things that I want to talk to you about. I preached a sermon a long time ago, Minister Kesey. And I need you to get this one. Okay? Brother Blue, I need you to get this one. How many parents are in here? Raise your hand if you're a parent. If you're a parent, I need you to get this one. This is one that you cannot miss. This is one that God said, pause right there. I need to get your attention. Because this is about parenting. Right? This is about parenting. If you would, would you turn in your Bibles, and we're going to try to lay a bit of a foundation for you. Uh, turn in your Bibles to Genesis chapter 17. Genesis chapter 17. Brother Blue, if I would give this a title, it would be The Cutting at Gilgal. Sounds kind of unusual, don't it? <laughs> Sounds kind of unusual. The Cutting at Gilgal. G-I-L-G-A-L. Gilgal. G-I-L-G-A-L. The cutting at Gilgal. I need you to learn this one as if you're sitting in a classroom, as if you're taking a test. Because this particular message has some foundational, foundational scriptures in it, foundational teachings in it about Christianity. I need you to pull everything that you can pull from it, parents. Is that all right? Praise God. Here in Genesis chapter 17, this is one of the foundations of our Christianity. If you have not read, if you're not familiar with Genesis 17, then you're going to miss a whole lot of other things about Christianity. Okay? So this is one of the things you need to, it is a must know. It says, and when Abram was 90 years old and nine, the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the almighty God. He says, walk before me and be thou perfect. And he says, and, and, and I will make my covenant between me and thee. And will multiply thee exceedingly. And Abraham fell on his face. And God talked with him, saying. Now, parents, I need you to understand this principle first of all. That this is one of the things that God does. Amen. Praise God. When he's talking to a parent, Sister Rosina, when God is talking to you, 
What he's doing is, if you had no children at all, he's talking to that seed that is in you. He's talking to you, but he's talking to them, even though they are not born. Did you understand what I'm saying? Even before Mim was conceived, when he spoke to you, he was talking to her also. You must understand that before you can understand what God is going to do. Hallelujah. He was speaking to Abraham, and he says, amen, praise God. He says, I will make my covenant between me and thee and will multiply thee exceedingly. He says, I'm not just talking to you. I'm talking to what's on the inside of you. Oh, y'all got to help me here. I'm talking to what's on the inside of you. I'm talking to, amen, uh, uh, I'm talking to doctors and lawyers on the inside of you. Amen. I'm talking to physicians. I'm talking to accountants on the inside of you. I will multiply you exceedingly greatly. All right? This is what he says. And Abraham fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations. Neither shall thy name any more be called Abram, but thy name shall be what? Abraham. For a father of many nations have I made thee. Abraham had no children at the time. But God is talking to him as though he's speaking to those things that are not as though they were. I've made you. I've already made you even though you don't have, even though you're sitting on zero, you're sitting on a million. Come on, y'all. You got to believe me. You got to. Don't look at the situation, Abraham. I'm greater than your situation. I'm greater than your circumstance. I'm greater than your, your family name. I'm greater than your heritage. I'm greater than your color. Ah, uh, you didn't hear what I said. I'm greater than your job. Hallelujah. He says here, amen, praise God. Neither shall thy name anymore be Abraham, but thy name shall be Abram, Abraham. For a father of many nations have I made thee. And he says, and I will make thee exceeding fruitful. And, if, and I will make nations what of thee. And kings shall what come out of thee. You got to understand what God is saying. Hallelujah. Amen. Wakesia, you don't know who you holding today. Did you hear what I said? You don't know who you're holding today. You may be holding what? The next president of the United States. You may be holding some corporate CEO. Are you understanding what I'm saying? It depends on what God says. And I'm going to follow him and trust him in whatever he says. Don't look at the situation now. You understand what I'm saying? Situations don't add up a lot of times. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now, here we go. Sister Mim, Grandmama. Also, I need you to get this. It says, in verse 7, I will, I will establish my covenant. I will establish, Sister Lena, my agreement between me and thee. And thy seed after thee in their generations 
for an everlasting covenant. He says, now, what I'm going to do is what I'm beginning, amen, it's going to run from everlasting to everlasting. Amen. It's going to run down, amen, praise God, through Martellino. It's going to run down, amen, through Patrick and understand. It's going to run down through Landon. You understand what I'm saying? I'm sending my promise out. And it's going out from children to children to child, from generation to generation. It's going out. It's not going to stop. For why? It's everlasting. It is an everlasting promise, Solomon, that I'm giving to you, to your children. Hallelujah. Now listen to what it says. It says, I will make my covenant between me and thee and thy seed after thee in their generations for an everlasting covenant to be a God unto thee and to thy seed after thee. I will give unto thee and to what? Thy seed after thee. I'm giving it to Wachesia, but I'm giving it to Josiah also. I'm giving it, amen, to Rosina, but I'm giving it to Mim. Come on now. Y'all understand what he's saying? This is a contract. This is a contract that God is making. And it cannot be broken. In the Hebrews, amen, Brother Mays, the only way that you could break a contract was by death. That's the only way. By penalty of death. This is what he says. And I will give, God is talking. He's, a, he's not asking Abraham to say anything. God's doing all the talk. He says, and I will give unto thee, and what? To thy seed after thee, the land wherein thou art a stranger, a land, all the land of Canaan, for an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. And God said unto Abraham, thou shalt keep my covenant therefore. Thou, and who? Thy seed after thee. In what? Their generation. Now, this is what he says. Sister Dina, he's saying, amen. He says, this is my covenant which ye shall keep between me and you and thy seed after thee. He says, every man child among you shall be circumcised. And ye shall circumcise the flesh of your foreskin. And it shall be a token of the covenant between me and you. And he says, and he that is eight days old shall be circumcised among you, every man child in your generation. He that is born in the house or bought with money of any stranger, which is not of thy seed. He that is born in thy house, he that is bought with money, must needs be circumcised. And my covenant shall be in your flesh for an everlasting covenant. And the uncircumcised man-child whose flesh of his foreskin is not circumcised, that soul shall be cut off from his people. He hath broken my covenant. Covenant is no good. Covenant Now, do you understand that you are living under the promise? If all of you are children of Abraham, which you are, if you're saved by faith in Jesus Christ, 
then you are the children, you are the descendants of Abraham. You are entitled to the promises that God promised to Abraham. You understand that? Now, I was trying to lay a foundation so that you will understand something, amen, that's very important that happened in the book of Joshua. If you turn to Joshua chapter 5 with me, please. You have it, would you say amen? All right. Is everyone following me so far? Everybody follow me? That you are descendants and children of whom? Of Abraham. And that you are entitled to what? Promises. The promise that was given to whom? Abraham. Who is your what? Father. Y'all hear that song? They always children used to sing what? Father Abraham, Father Abraham. There's a song called Father Abraham. Now, the sermon title I said was what? Cutting at Gilgal. Now, the last thing that it said over there in Genesis, it says that if the child is not circumcised, he has what? Broken the covenant. Broken the covenant. Mr. Keith, I think you're going to like this. All right? I think you're going to like this. Now, I need you to fast forward in time with me. Fast forward in time. I need you to go down through when the time of Moses. Now, we know that during the time of Moses, the children of Israel were in what? Slavery. Isn't that right? The children of Israel were in slavery. Slavery is symbolic of poverty. It's symbolic of sin. Bondage. It's symbolic of all of those things. All right. We know the story of Moses, amen, how God called Moses to be a deliverer, to call the children of Israel out of Egypt. Isn't that right? Y'all come go with me now. They were in Egypt for some 430 years. They were in slavery. Terrible slavery. It was terrible. Many of them died there at the hands of the taskmaster. Many of them died in Egypt. Follow me here. Now, we know how God called Moses to deliver them out of the hands of the Egyptians. Y'all with me? All right. We're going forward in time. They were taken out of Egypt. Amen. You all remember when they, when they came out of Egypt, how they went down to the Red Sea. Y'all remember that? Y'all saw it on television, right? How Moses stretched out his rod and how, amen, the waters divided. Y'all remember all of that, right? Follow me now. The waters divided. They went across. Amen. They started out through the desert. Isn't that right? And the Bible says that because of, amen, unbelief. You got to help me here. Because of unbelief. Many of them, you're talking about over a million people were out there. Many of them died because of unbelief, because of murmuring and, and grumbling because, amen, God 
God, we should have stayed down in Egypt. You should have left us there in sin. You should have left us at the hands of the taskmasters if you're going to bring us out here to die. And so they murmured against God. They even caused the man of God, Moses, to do something that God didn't tell him to do. And it prevented Moses. God said, because you did not sanctify me in the eyes of the people. He says, now, you're not going into the promised land. He says, I'll let you see it, but you're not going. Now, here we go, parents. We're getting to the gist of it. This is what the word of God says. Now, it says there, amen, that the children of Israel, when they did not believe God, God got angry. He got angry with them. Amen. What happened was he sent down, y'all remember the story of the ten spies? Y'all remember that? He sent, no, y'all ain't, y'all ain't going with me. Y'all, like y'all don't remember that. Do y'all remember the story of the ten spies? There were ten spies. God told them to go over and look into the promised land. Look over into what you can become. Oh, y'all missed that one. Look over into what you can become. Stop looking at your circumstances. Stop looking back at where you came from. But look over into what you can become. Look over into my greatness. Look over into my glory. Mm. Y'all going to get this in a minute. And what happened was they sent down ten spies. Of the ten spies, amen, how many came back with a good report? Who said that? Two came back with a good report, right? And eight came back with a, Bible call it, an evil report. They did not believe God. God sat back on his throne, and amen, he pronounced judgment upon Israel. He pronounced judgment upon the parents. You got to follow me here. Brother Blue, the ones that came, the ones that came out of Egypt were the parents. They were the ones that was in slavery. God made, he, 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 he said that anybody other than Caleb and Joshua are going to go into the promised land. Amen. He says, but anybody else on the age of 21, I mean, over the age of 21, going to die. They're going to die in the way. They're going to die in their murmuring and grumbling and not believing me. He says, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to lead them on a path that never ends. I'm never going to lead them out. I'm going to let them wander around in this wilderness wondering whether or not I could have been a doctor. I could have been a lawyer. I could have had my own business. I'm going to let them wander at those things until they what? Until they die. And they did die. But there is a problem. There's a problem. I need you all to help me with this problem. Is that all right? We got time. Help me with this problem. Sister Rosina, we talked about at the beginning, we talked about, amen, the children of God being in covenant with God, right? Amen. So God made a covenant with Israel. Is that right? And the covenant was talking about circumcision, right? If you go in and you read, Brother Mays, you read, amen, chapter 5, it talks about how all of those people that were in Egypt were what? Circumcised. Did you hear what I said? 
all of the ones that was in Egypt that walked out of the gates and went with Moses were circumcised, and they were part of the covenant. Do you hear what I said? But now, Sister Mim, there's something that happened along the way. When they came out, when they were walking in the desert for those 40 years, they had children. Sister Wakesia. See, 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 those babies, they couldn't, they couldn't stop so that they could be circumcised. And so the only thing that they could do was look to mama and look to daddy for that Christian example. Oh, y'all ain't following me here. Y'all ain't following me here. They had to look to grandmama and granddaddy watching them go to the house of God because we don't have time. They don't have time to get into covenant. And so they had to mirror what they saw. Y'all are missing this thing. They had to mirror what they saw or they had to believe, Sister Dina, what I've been taught. There was a little boy in the neighborhood that was always told that you're never going to be anything. You're never going to be anything, nothing more than a thief. Y'all ain't hearing what I'm telling you. Along the way, children were born, maybe, maybe thousands. Maybe, I'll tell you what, y'all don't believe me, let me show you. Joshua 5, y'all got it? And it came to pass when all the kings of the Amorites, which were on this side, on the other side of Jordan, westward, and, on all, and all the kings of the Canaanites, which were by the sea, heard that the Lord had dried up the waters of Jordan from before the children of Israel until they were passed over, that their hearts melted. Now, what you have is you have the children of Israel, they finally come out. They come out of the land, and they're going into the land of promise. They're going into the land of Canaan. The land that flows with milk and honey. They are there. But there's a problem. The problem is, is that you got school in front of you. Ah, oh, y'all missed that. The problem is you got study in front of you. The problem is, is that you got an interview in front of you. The problem is you got somebody that's what? More qualified than you. You got somebody what? That's younger than you. So the land of promise, amen, is full of folk. But what does that mean to God? I do what? What you say, Sister Lucas? I do whatever I want to do. 
God says, I will give you houses that you did not build. I'll let you eat from the land that you did not plant. You understand what he's saying? All right? Listen to what he says. Now, they are, they are in the land of promise. They've gotten there. They just came over to Jordan. You know what God did? In order for them to get over Jordan, you got some more water, right? You got some more water. In order for them to get over Jordan, you know what God had to do? Stack the water. Y'all missing it this morning. Did y'all hear what I said? Who heard what I said? He had stacked the water. Now, how many of you can stack water? I'm just trying to get your attention, that's all. I'm just trying to get your attention. How many in here can stack water? Not, not one single person can stack water. But God stacked the water. He stacked the water so that Israel could go through to what? To the land of promise. He moved out when it went to uh, Sister, Sister Davis over there. The interview, no problem. Sister Ross was getting ready to go on a job interview one time, amen, trying to get a certain position. And, amen, before she could get there, they called her about another job, about, a, about the same level job, amen, offering her the job. Instead of having to go down and sit down and talk and try to convince the folk to give me the job. God already said, give them the job. You understand what I'm saying? This is what God is talking about. I do whatever I want to do. Now, listen to what he says. They have made it into the land of promise. Am I right? Now, look at verse 2. Sister Johnson, you got that. Read verse 2 aloud for me. Stop. He says, take them no further. Don't go another step. He said, go and get a knife. Go and get a knife. And do what? Make it sharp. He says, there's going to be a cutting at Gilgal. They're in Gilgal right now. He says, go and get the knife. Make them sharp. Get the males. He says, we couldn't move then, but we can what? We can move. We can stop now and take time to do what? What's necessary. Y'all got to understand. In order for me to bless you, oh, y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying. In order for me to bless you, Solomon, we got to do what's necessary. He says, stop. Don't go another further. We got to take care of this matter. Because the children, what, are out of covenant. He said, you did it one time, but do it a second time. Y'all don't believe what I'm saying. Let's read on. Y'all looking like y'all don't believe me. Verse 3 says, and Joshua made him sharp, what, knives, and circumcised the children of Israel at the heel, what, of the foreskins. And this, look at verse 4. I want you all to believe and know that I'm talking, I'm telling you the truth. Verse 4, Sister Johnson says what?
okay? He said, this is the reason. I want you to understand. I'm not telling you just to do it. Because you, you got to understand. You got to understand. This day that they were on, this day that they were, God told them to stop and, 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 and get done was a bloody day. It was a bloody day. I don't know whether or not you all can picture this, but can you imagine all the men laid out? Cut. Got a heel. One of the big concerns would be that the enemies would come down at that time. But God says, I'm going to hold back the enemy. And I'm going to make sure that no one attacks you in order that we can what? Get this done. I wish y'all, I wish y'all, whoo, man. Listen what he says. He says, and this is the cause why Joshua, I'm sorry, and this is the cause why Joshua did circumcise all the people that came out of Egypt that were male, even all the men of war died in the wilderness. Didn't I just didn't I say that to y'all? All of them died in the wilderness. By the way, after they came out of Egypt, now all the people that came out were what? Circumcised. All of those men were circumcised. They were a part of the what? The first circumcision. All right? But all the people that were born in the wilderness, by the way, as they came forth out of Egypt, them they had not circumcised. You understand what he's saying? For the children of Israel what? walked 40 years in the wilderness till all the people that were men of war which came out of Egypt were consumed because they what? Obeyed not the voice of the Lord unto whom the Lord sware that he would not show them the land which the Lord swear unto them or unto their fathers that he would give us a land that floweth with milk and honey. Verse 7 says, And their children whom he raised up in their stead, them Joshua what? Circumcised. For they were uncircumcised because they had not circumcised them by the way. And it came to pass, when they had done circumcising all the people, that they abode in their place in the camp till they were whole. And the Lord said unto Joshua this day, I have rolled back the, approach, the reproach of Egypt from off of you. Wherefore the name of the place is called Gilgal until this day. Now, I've run out of time. Getting ready to stop. Anyone? Do you all realize you hold a blessing? I'm scared to see it. 
Johnson. Some of us are blessed and don't know. Maurice, Maurice went on to a site the other day. What was the name of it, Maurice? With the thing and claim stuff that has not, that's yours that you can claim. Was it it's something in Georgia? What? Well, I'll tell you what it did. <laughs> what it did was, it said there's a site. U.S. site or state site or what, where you can put your name in, your social security number and stuff, and there are things that are associated with your name that you have not claimed. He put me and my wife's name in there. Another name came up. Name came up. Saying that there are things that we have not claimed, stuff that belongs to us. We have not claimed. It might have been something from your parents. It might have been some land your grandma and granddad had. But it's associated with your name. Rich and don't know it. How you gonna get it? story one time, Mr. Kisa, this man was living in, I think it was Laguna Beach, California. And they had a great rain. Had a mudslide. He was, on, he was living in one of those houses, Brother Mays, that was right there on the edge. Cliff. And they had a mudslide in the house. I mean, was hanging off the cliff. Sister Marcina, he said, all I have is gone. Everything that I have is gone. But it just so happened that the claims adjuster, he went to the house. Y'all follow me. He went to the house. And he looked on the wall. There was a painting on the wall. House getting ready to go down. The man got the painting off the wall. The painting was worth over $2.5 million. He's sitting up in the house. You hear what I'm saying? Looking at this pain what, every day of his life. All this money. Don't know what's in the house. God, help me please. Help me please help me. Seek God with all your heart. Seek God with all your heart. The Bible says that the steps of a good man 
by the Lord. He says, now when it's time to go right, he'll send you right. And when it's time to go left, what? He'll send you left. When it's time to go forward, and when it's time to back up, he is a what? Lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Sister Ross has been going around through the house this week. She don't think I've been listening to her. She's been going around through the house this week. I was young and now I'm old. But I'm yet to see the righteous forsaken. Y'all are hearing this thing right here? I'm yet to see the righteous forsaken. And neither their seed begging for bread. He said, I ain't never seen it. Never seen it. David said, I've been watching it for a long time and I've never seen it. I might have started watching it when I was 10 and here I am 70. I've never seen it. Can't happen. Trust God if you will. Would you bow your heads? Father God, in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you so much for just your people. Father, I pray now in the name of Jesus that they heard your word and that they would trust you in all things. Father, bless them in their going out and their coming in. In the name of Jesus. Father, we pray, we pray for the children today. We pray for the families today. Father, let them realize, let them come together, come together as a unit, God. Let them realize that you, that you gave them the institution of marriage in order that you may bless them. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. He says, I take away the reproach that I may bless you. Oh, hallelujah. I take away the reproach that I can bless you. I take away the sin. I take away that name that you've been called that I can what? That I can bless you. You've been called a thief, but I take it away that I can bless you. You've been called a prostitute, but what? I take it away that I can bless you. You've been called an alcoholic and a drug addict, but I take it away that I can bless you. Your name shall be Abram no more, but Abraham. In multiplying, I will multiply you. In blessing you, I will bless you. And not only you, but that's, that's on the inside of you. From generation unto generation, Father, bless this your people. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. And amen. Give God a hand.